Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 5, titled Slang Pass. Okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, a lot to break down here. But first and foremost, as much, uh, as much as I don't want to, we need to continue to discuss the ongoing storyline of Philip trying to get information on the Afghan group by slowly courting a teenage girl. Ah, it's so creepy! It's so creepy! It's a great storyline, but I hate it. It's brilliantly written and creates an amazing conflict within Philip and also, like, kind of contrasts very well with the whole page stuff. Like, it's so good. There's nothing wrong with how the story's written. It's just so creepy. It's never not creepy. It's never not creepy. I love this podcast. I love talking about the Americans. I hate discussing this storyline because it makes me so uncomfortable every time I have to bring it up. So, so Philip is continuing to slowly make progress on that front, uh, convincing Kimmy that... They need to be they need to be meeting in secret uh at her house when her parents aren't home. Uh using the whole age thing to say like, "Hey, when people see us, it's weird." All right, then I guess people won't see us if we're alone. So now he has to be alone smoking weed with a teenage girl who's not much older than his daughter and is very clearly attracted to him, and, uh, uh, and I will say this, moment of not total agony, which, by the way, the agony is by design. I I keep wanting to qualify this as just, like, it's creepy because it's supposed to be creepy. (laughs) I'm not trying to say the Americans is just, like, effing up because they're not. But, like, one moment of just not pure agony is, like, Philip being, like, full-blown high Philip. High Philip is best Philip. Where he and Kimberly are just devouring Rocky Road, putting popcorn in it, throwing popcorn at one another for some reason. Philip's just, like, freaking out. Like, it's, uh, it's so... It's just fun to watch Philip be high. <laughs> Stoned Philip is best Philip. 100%. Oh, uh, then of course, like, Philip is able to get away from her for a few minutes, take some pictures of stuff in the 
father's office, including a briefcase, which they're going to place a bug in. And the entire time, the entire time, like, he knows how creepy he is. He knows how horrible this whole situation is. And it's eating him up inside that he has to... That he has to be, like, courting this girl who is not much older than his daughter. Like, this 15-year-old girl. Like, someone so disturbingly young. And everyone around him is just telling, like, hey, get over it, you pussy. <laughs> like, his, his freaking wife was in the background being like, hey, look, this is what we gotta do. Uh, Gabriel. He has a talk with Gabriel at one point and is like, Hey, so, you have a conscience. There's nothing wrong with that. But conscience can be dangerous. Now go F that 15-year-old girl. And then they turn it up to maximum weirdness. When Philip is taking a sleeping Kimmy up to her room. And you have this, like father-daughter moment, not so much a lover's moment. You have this father-daughter moment of just, like, picking him up, picking her up and slowly taking her to room. And then Kimmy wakes up and kisses him without any warning. And, like, you could tell Philip just hates this. And then her dad comes home and he just runs away like a teenager, as he so eloquently put points out later, like, uh, everything about this is gross. Everything about this is gross. Like, I feel so awful watching this, especially since Philip, like, is just basically being told, hey, you gotta do this for the intelligence. Like, like, basically saying, like, hey, no choice in this, you gotta do it. Like, why? Why? <laughs> and then Philip returns home, stoned as shit, and is like, hey, remember when uh, when we were taught how to do this? And it basically shows this montage of Philip's training, quote-unquote, which is basically Philip being locked in a room and told to F person after person after person, uh, including an elderly woman and also a dude. They prepared him for every eventuality, just not this one. <laughs> and he's so uncomfortable and doesn't know how to handle this. And, like, the viewer doesn't know how to handle this either. Like, it's just... It's so, it's such good writing, and it's such great conflict, and I love how they handle it, but also, please stop. <laughs> please stop making me watch this. <laughs> I hate it. I hate having to sit through this. I hate having to talk about it. Uh, make it stop. It's a really good storyline, but make it stop. In less creepy developments, uh, Elizabeth is also slowly working this Lisa chick, uh, getting her to leave her husband. And, and we actually see her in, like, several scenes. Like, we see, 
Lisa needs to leave her husband. Elizabeth convinced her to leave her husband and move to this house, which is conveniently just like a 15-minute drive away from, uh, from a plant for this company she works at and that she has security clearance at. Uh, man, if a spot opens up and, uh, and she's got security clearance, so she's the first one to go, like, if a spot opens up there, she could get a transfer. Then Elizabeth goes to crush a guy under a car. Her solution to this, to get Lisa in that particular plant, is to... Find this one guy who works at the same company. Walk up to him as he's under his car working on it. Just kick the car jack away and then just crush him. Like, you're wondering, like, huh, why is she, uh, surveilling this one dude? Why is she, why is she crushing him under a car? Oh, like, it pans up to the one, like, logo of that company, and you're like, oh, that's why. Now, like, she's away from her husband. She's in a plant that's closer. Uh, now it's easier to get to her. Now it's easier for Elizabeth to sort of put pressure on her in the right places. Uh, and Elizabeth very skillfully at one point says like, Hey, so I met this guy and he was asking me all these questions about what I do. And he's pretty great and I get money from him and uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Dropping some hints. Dropping some not-so-subtle hints. Uh, meanwhile, in the world of Stan, uh, he reaches out to Oleg and basically says, Hey, so... I think our defector is one of yours. And if we can prove it, we can arrest her... And trade her for Nina. We can get Nina back. So, Oleg just jumps on this. As like, okay, I'll see what I can find out. Uh, questions to the people at the Resident Terra. One in particular, that one new girl that's there. Doesn't really get anything. Can't really find anything. Reports back to Stan. Hey, I got nothing. And Stan's like, man, uh, you should try harder. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I didn't get anything. Try harder. So yeah, Stan and Oleg are working together now. Hey, remember just a couple episodes ago? When Oleg was about to shoot Stan in the back? Now they're working together. That's fun. That's a fun shift. Uh, also, uh, Martha and Clark are going to a foster care center to look at some children to adopt. Uh, because Martha has gone baby crazy. And Philip is just like, 
okay, okay, I guess I have to go with her. Like, I'm not sure how to handle this. Like, should I let her adopt? Should I not? Uh, she, he goes on this whole memory lane thing with Elizabeth, uh, where they talk about, uh, when their children learn to walk. And this is a really fascinating, this is a really fascinating development in the Martha storyline. Because the stuff in season two, I mean, yeah, she almost reports him. Yeah, she gets a gun, which kind of complicates things. But there's nothing really big that happens on the Martha front. The fact that she is thinking about getting a kid, kind of a big deal. Kind of complicates things in a ridiculous way. Like, this is something that could potentially break the whole Martha Clark situation. And Philip is actually, to a certain extent, kind of entertaining the idea, which is fascinating. Uh, we also get a bunch of other stuff happening. Uh, Paige goes dress shopping for her baptism deal. Uh, and that's a nice father-daughter moment that also results in a, in a very heated conversation later on. Uh, where Elizabeth's like, hey, why are you so on board with the baptism now? Uh, Stan gets asked out by a woman from Est. Good for him. Uh, Stan also has a very awkward dinner with the Jennings. Uh, that leads to some very awkward questions about Mrs. Beeman. Uh, what else? I know there was at least one other thing I had to mention. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, Philip and Yusuf have a bit of an exchange. And Philip's, like, trying to say, okay, next you do. And Yusuf's like, no, I'm not doing shit for you. And they kind of have this argument about how to proceed with the whole uh, Afghan intel deal. Uh, so yeah, th we got some uh, some very good and also very uncomfortable stuff <laughs> in this episode. Uh, we're still like... See, I don't want to call it a transitionary phase because we got... Big stuff on the stand front. Like, now he's working with Oleg. But, like, we're still in sort of that calm before the storm type place. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a ton of plot points. A ton of major plot points coming up. It's just, like, more of a slower burn. Uh, but it's real, real good right now. Uh, there's some phenomenal stuff happening at this point in the Americans' run. If you like this, fifth podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. 
Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 6. Talk to you then.